Hey, it's Josephine. And it's Maya. And this is People Like Us. People Like Us. The podcast. A guest this week yeah we do what's your name hi <laughs> um wait what name do i use <laughs> well what what name do you want to be ah. what name do you want to be known as well like what do you want me to title this episode because i usually do like subject brackets with okay. slank well, guest name i'm nervous <laughs> not just emotionally but that's my name so nervous with an a yeah, with an A. You know, sometimes when I'm, like, just typing shit out and I'll write nervous, I'll accidentally spell it, like, as your drag name, and I'm like, this <laughs> is not right. Yeah, when I type nervous now, I always feel weird not typing it as my name. And yeah. I'm like, is this right? <laughs> nervous. And then it, like, yeah. It's kind of strange to, it like, is. move into the real world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are your pronouns? We should put Oh, yeah, uh, my pronouns are they, them. Cool. So, and I identify as gender fluid. Woo. Yeah. So I thought we'd bring you in today because we've created this topic, the creative process. And you're a creative person, so I was like, you can vibe with this topic. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah. So do you want to describe what, like, your practice is, essentially? I mean, right now it's drag makeup I suppose and mm-hmm. like a lot of um handcrafting like um. garments so it's um very aesthetic based um very into um like body horror and whatever so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'm um really obsessed with color so that's something I like to have on my face mm-hmm. and I like the transformative, like, process of, like, having a distinctive look than my, like, bare face, I guess. Right. So. That's cool. And then me and Maya are obviously photographers, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of dabble in, like, every artistic practice, I guess, because, yeah. like, you make music. Yeah. And, like, stuff like that. What, what else do you dabble in? I don't know. I mean, I try drag sometimes when I'm, like, in the mood and ready for my face to itch for about 20 minutes before I take it right back off. Yeah. Um, It'd be like that. Yeah. And, like, films, I guess, is, like, what I want to get into. Stuff like that, you know? Mm. Like, digital image Photoshop shit. I don't know. It's hard Mm. to explain. It's sort of, like, a big mess of I want to try everything I can. Yeah, I I feel that's the case with a lot of artists. It's, It's not wanting to feel limited by one practice but exactly being able to dip into other practices and really they inform each other yeah exactly and like whenever any artist describes himself it's like oh yeah i'm like this slash this slash this like it's never just one thing anymore Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i think that's a good summary (laughs) yeah so i thought we'd talk about like the process because it is like layers of different things that go into like a final product Mm. I know that's the case with like a lot of the stuff we do at uni and 
like I was thinking about it because we're going back this week. Yeah. And I'm intimidated and stressed out. I'm um, stressed out for you. And I thank you. Because <laughs> I know I complain all the time. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going back. No, I I, I understand like going back to school. I'm like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear it, but it's a whole different mindset that I have to like get into, mm-hmm. and it takes a while to like mm. really re-enter that yeah. environment. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I guess from like the start of the process, how do you like think of what you're going to do next? How do you conceptualize? Let's start with that. Okay. Well, I get inspired a lot by. Um, well, I've always really loved animation and grew up with that and a lot of cartoons and everything like that so um I don't know uh, I'm just really into um like classic like comics and manga and stuff like that so I I really love body horror and like just anything really unsettling because I find that really interesting like what have what have like what what about this makes us afraid of it or like right. unsettled by it? It's because it's something we don't know. So I'm always very, um, I'm always thinking of that when I do um, the drag that I do because it's, mm, I don't know. It's like, it's very weird, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's like, um, it's something hard to explain really because um, with the creative process, it's, it's never really one solid thing. It's very fluid, so it's right. It's always evolving for me, and it's never anything static, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So with like body horror and stuff, like mm. what would you say like the main sources you go to to like gain inspiration? Well, I, I really love classic horror movies, and I'm really into like zombies and stuff. So. Oh my god, we had a zombie discussion yeah. last yeah. week. Ah. Yeah. Last week we were talking about dreams and she has like constant recurring yeah. zombie dreams. They're not recurring, they pick up in one spot uh-huh. and then I won't dream about for a bit and the storyline will pick up mm-hmm. in a different spot. And it's like time has passed, but I just haven't been there. And it's yeah. really weird. I have dreams exactly Are you like serious? that. Yes. Oh I'm being serious. Oh my like God. with the same scenarios as well, like post apocalyptic, like <laughs> That's so wild. Okay. Like, Cause like, right, so I had an argument with my family. Sorry to go off topic for a bit. But no, that's fine. fine. I, I want to hear for I need it. to vent. So we were talking about with my family, or my mom and my sister the other day, and I said to my mom, do you think it's possible that, that this is like a glimpse into an alternate reality? Because like, they exist. Parallel mm-hmm. universes mm-hmm. are real. Yeah. I and that. my sister was like, nah, it's, it's just bullshit. Like, it's just your brain figuring shit out. And my mom was like, I'm actually not sure. But it's just like... You have post-apocalyptic dreams that pick up in one spot mm-hmm. and like start in, in a different spot. Yeah, like literally in places that I've been. So it's it exists in this realm yeah. in a way. And like, I don't know, I feel like it would be so close-minded in a way to limit ourselves to one mm-hmm. timeline when there are like... Right. Like there's like literally, like it's scientific, there's so many layers to the universe and like, mm. I don't know. Well, I think part of our dreams might be in the same parallel universe. That would be so in our dreams. Like one day we're like, oh shit, we do. Like, because I feel like you. How are you going in the zombie apocalypse? Because I'm not doing so well at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) um, right now I'm like, I'm still in this. From what I remember, it's like I always have this um, part where it's like 
we always go back to this one warehouse and I don't know why the fuck but like usually we secure it but mm. like <laughs> it always gets infiltrated but all our supplies are there and that's like the hangout hub I guess is that The Walking Dead season 2? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> The Walking Dead season 2 was a farmhouse and it was just it was a farmhouse and then and like was three or four was like the same prison and all the family like, oh. getting sucked in the farmhouse like just chilling there like as zombies and they were like leave the farm alone it's the animals they're sleeping but it was like are you dead relatives yeah oh my god also Mm. uh you know a from black panther i realized she is michonne (laughs) like i realized so late that she was michonne (laughs) are you serious yeah i'm serious she's like my favorite character in the walking dead i love her she's wonderful she's like i haven't seen black panther yet i don't know you haven't this gives me more reason to go and give it all of my money that i want yeah it deserves it i'm ready to see it for a third time So like you've seen it twice, yeah. <laughs> you fucking bitch didn't take me either time because um, like I watched it the first time with my dad, and then one morning I was watching that video on like Jimmy Fallon where like they got random audience members to like make a video message for um, mm-hmm. what's his name, Chadwick? Yes, and then he like Chadwick. surprised them and like was actually there to hug. Did them. you get surprised by him? I did. I was. I wish, but like I fully cried and like sobbed at that video, and then I showed my mom and she cried, and she was like, "What is this movie?" And I was like, "Mom, we're going." <laughs> do you find that um like movies and dreams like do you think they inform <clears throat> like your creative process and like oh oh yeah definitely yeah. I mean um with me it's it's always like an escapism mm. thing I guess and it's like I've always imagined myself as like other creatures I've never really wanted to be like limited to being human so like we drag it's a way to explore that yeah mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know it's like um exploring power and different dynamics because in drag it's like it's an elevated version of yourself mm. it's it's empowering and um you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's very much that and um with that i like being able not just to limit myself to one like pretty face that's like the typical sort of you know drag aesthetic but it's like um very club kid influenced which is always very um never the same ever and which is what I love because like I'm I'm so quick to change my mind sometimes I'm I never want to be stagnant and yeah I don't know I'm like I I always want to learn and I always want to um do something new and I'd never want to be like um drowned out in a crowd as like being the same as everyone else yeah because I know I can do better not in like a like cocky way <laughs> but like I know I can push myself to do better yeah, yeah. I feel that yeah um what about you Maya when you think of like when you try and conceptualize ideas for mm. like your project what how do you go about it um for photography, I really don't do a whole lot. I'll just have an image pop into my head and I'll be like, guess i got to make that now. <laughs> like, we have um, our first assessment task for photography in the body is self-portrait. And on the train on the way here, I was listening to a song. And it's like this, it's like if I was a song, I would be this, this song. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just sitting there and just had the image of like what I want my self-portrait to be pop into my head. And I was like, 
I can't be swayed now because this is what right. I want to mm-hmm. become. Mm-hmm. For music, though, music is really was really, really hard for me to do initially because I I would listen to, like, a lot of pop music and then I moved into more alternative music. And the songs that I made were more informed by the music that I listened to growing up, so, like, a lot of Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, but then yeah. a whole lot of The Cure and, like, David Bowie and, like... Oh, fuck yeah. Stone Roses as well. And I was like, I can't find a mix between all of this. And I only really started actually I was I've been writing songs since I was about fifteen, but I would just write words on a page, but I only really started putting those words to music this year. Mm-hmm. There's only one song from I think it was like the third song I ever wrote, and it was about this girl that I was, like, so madly in love with at the time and we were we were on the same netball team and stuff and she was, like, my best friend. And um, I just remember just sitting there pouring it out, this little closeted gay kid who just refused to accept that she was gay. And I was like, if I just write it out, then, like, maybe I'll stop thinking about it. But no, I didn't. <laughs> but I only, I only put that to words. I mean, I only put those words to music. This year, a couple of months ago, I woke up and I, like, I have that little book next to my bed and I like flip through I'm just like oh yeah I can put a melody to this a lot of my best songs and my most creative time is when I'm just about to fall asleep right so oh yes I totally feel that and like I I have those moments where I'm like oh this would be good for like a concept blah blah blah. I should I should draw this but then I'm like now remember it and then I fall (laughs) asleep and I never I'm really lucky I have like my phone charger is right next to my bed so I'll just be like oh my god seriously I'll like roll over and I'll turn on my phone I'll forget that I had the brightness up all the way so I'll turn it down after I blind myself then I'll just sit there for like 20 minutes just typing out words really really sleepily and I'll just put my phone down and go back to sleep but the next morning I'll be like oh did I write a song last night guess I gotta put it to music now like I think it was two nights ago I woke up and I was thinking or I was dreaming about like this particular afternoon that I remember coming home from school like a lot of my songs are informed like by memories and like Mm -hmm. real experiences and I totally like for some reason the weather that day was just like almost exactly the same as this afternoon when I was six and there was, like, you know how Sydney has the big summer afternoon storms? Mm-hmm. Um, I had gotten the bus home and my dad and my sister were home and she was, like, four and he had the day off. And I remember telling him, like, leave a VHS tape out for me because I want to be the one to take the magic school bus this afternoon so oh. I can go for a swim. That's such a 2000s thing for I love it. Yeah. Leave it out for me. Yeah, and I remember it had just started to, like, rain quite a bit. And I, like, the bus stop was the street next to mine. And so I ran just, like, across the road instead of going up to the crossing where my parents would tell me. And I, like, ran. And where I grew up, all of the houses were made out of sandstone. It was basically built by the guy who then went on to create Canberra and design Mm -hmm. Canberra. Right. This particular suburb was um, his proposal to the government. Mm -hmm. And so he made everything out of sandstone. And the sandstone, like, gets all soggy and, like, really, really weird. 
And I just remember like just running past it and running inside and putting on the VHS tape and it just started like to stop raining a bit. And I put on my swimmers and I ran outside. And as soon as I got into the pool, that's when the lightning started. Oh my and my God. dad was like, we got to get out so you don't get electrocuted. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> so anyway, I wrote a song about that the other night. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, a, a lot of my songs are very, it's just, I will be sitting there and my brain will be like, hey, do you remember this one time? And I'll be like, oh, guess. Yeah, this is happening. This this is how I do it. But it's either, my songs are either very like, depending on what mood I'm in, if I'm feeling cryptic, then I'll like make it super Sufjan and I'll like make, sh- like make sure that it's like just like layered and symbolism and shit. I'll be like, I wonder if people realize that this happened. (laughs) But then otherwise I'm just like, man, I really hate this person today. And I'll just write a song that like, just say, scream like, I fucking hate you. Give me a name. Like I fucking hate you, Alan. Like you're a piece of shit. There's no, that's fucking Alan. Yeah. Fuck you, Alan. Like those are the, those are the only, yeah, yeah oh, who okay. cares? It's I mean, my mom's going to listen to this, but I think she's, like, put up with enough of me oh, okay. swearing in these podcasts. We, yeah, we've sweared enough in the other episodes. Yeah. It's just okay. a thing now. Maybe she thinks I'm badass Where? now. I love you, Mom. <laughs> I hope you're having a good day. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hello. Um, what about you? Um, I feel like I'm the opposite of you. I feel mm-hmm. like my first idea is always shit. And I'll, like, stress about it for a couple of days, as I usually do. And I'll go through, like, many iterations of the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know, like, I'll usually, like, stay up and, like, not sleep because it's stressing me out. Like, every project I do, mm-hmm. a thing I think about, I, like, think about for way too long. And then once I'm finally happy with something that I know will make me happy and I know how I could sort of bring it to life, I, like, have to stick to it. Yeah. And, like, I can't change it anymore. And also, like, it's kind of bad, but, like, I won't really take much advice on how to change it because I'm like, I know I want it this way. You can't change my mind. But, yeah, I feel like it's, like, a mix between the two of you. Like, I'll take things that I really like and Mm. I'll try and translate it into Mm -hmm. something that I can make my own. But, yeah, it's just, like, more iterations than your process, I guess. (laughs) It's really frustrating. Work. Work. (laughs) <laughs> at least we have like different perspectives like yeah, I'm glad it's, this it's, is happening it's nice to hear um, other creative processes because yeah. like I don't want to be like limited to my own because some things you can definitely apply to your own mm-hmm. process so and I also admire like how people can like just easily come up with ideas and just like go for it and I'm like I can't <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna be good but I think we're pretty lucky um, especially with photography because we do have people who are just like, okay, you're really set on this. Okay, let's mm-hmm. go about a way to make it achievable or make it what you mm-hmm. want it to be. Because yeah. I think I really struggle, like, especially in, like, the process, like, actually making the image. Yeah. otherwise I'm just like, nah. And sometimes it's hard. I feel like in the environment that we're put in, like, we're put in with, like, so many other creators as well. It's really intimidating to watch other people work and, like, get it right the first time or, like, know exactly what they want straight away and Mm -hmm. be able to interpret it so easily. Mm -hmm. Like, or at least it it seems easy from, like, our perspective. But I'm, like, I always struggle with, like, comparing Mm -hmm. myself to other people. It's Mm -hmm. it's hard not to. I think one thing one of our teachers Shireen she um was always just like you just have to present everything because what you think is great we're probably going to think is shit yeah and what you think is shit we're probably going to think is great and it took me so long to get out of my head with all of that and one thing that I really struggle with with photography is she 
and like the class will pick an image and I'll be like, really? Right. And I'll be like, I'll be like, no, I don't think that it's good. And then she'll be like, no, you don't need to reshoot. And I'll be like, but, <laughs> but also it's, it's kind bad. of relieving when it's like, maybe I'm too in my head about mm, it, but like true. if the consensus is that it's, true. it's good and it's okay, I'm like, fine. But I then like, if it's something that you weren't intending to make and you've fallen in love with an idea of an image in your head, it's so hard to then turn around and fall in love that's with true. the image mm-hmm. that you have to present. But sometimes you just got to do it. Like if that's yeah. what you need to do, then you've got to. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I saw Shireen today. <gasps> you did? Yeah. She has really long hair now. What? Yeah. She, like, grew up really fast. Sorry, that was such a sideline. But <laughs> Anyways. Her. I love her so much. Okay. I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to, like, know. piggyback <laughs> off that. but Sorry. I'm, like, zoning out. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's like, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so next is, like, the process. actual, like, core. The process. Yeah. Like, so with you painting your face, does that just... How long do you usually take? You I know did, exactly what the You did a live is. video last night. <laughs> I did. I it's my first ever, like, live video. It was really stupid. Like, I, I didn't notice until, like, after that, like, my lighting was, like, super, super harsh. Are you nodding because it was harsh? It was harsh, but also, I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, damn, this is a look. Yeah, she's going for it. Like, it was, like, yeah, it was um, cool. I didn't watch all of it, but, like, I the know what I was, saw. It was, like, it was just something that I, I felt like I needed to do because I was in a, like, a bit of a rut mm-hmm. emotionally and, like, mentally. So I was, like, oh, I just have to fucking do something. You've got to force yourself to pull something off. Yeah, and, like, with this, it was, like, an opportunity to sort of, like, talk and um, talk about my process and, like, um, do it, but, like, with no sort of um, thing in mind. So it was, like no really pressure but also a lot of pressure because it's like people are watching people, yeah people are watching and then they might like expect something and I'm like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing mm-hmm. and I don't know it was like it's hard to push yourself out of creative ruts sometimes oh, so sometimes it's like really you just have to throw yourself into the deep end mm-hmm. and start something and maybe you'll get inspired along the way like pick up something like one good thing that you liked from it even though you hated it which I did and then I ended up going to a porto after and I had a chicken and cheese so yeah nice thanks I mean it was entertaining to watch yeah I didn't know what the fuck I was doing it just felt like I was facetiming you oh really but But like with like 10 other people (laughs) yeah I like I didn't realize how much time and effort it took for you to do one face yeah one face it takes me forever because I'm so detail oriented and Mm -hmm. like I I just hate having like Mm -hmm. smudgy lines like everything for me it's um very graphic obviously because it's like what I can do now there was one moment when you smudged it and I was like (gasps) yeah I was like like, no I felt like, oh my god, I hate that. I was like, I was like fucking up in, in front of so many people, and there were like two people. No, <laughs> there were more than that, but like, it's really intimidating because it's like when people are watching you, suddenly it's like, what the fuck do you do? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But like, um, um, it was it was fun, and like, I don't know, it was, it was like a practice. So like, so it'll inform other faces that I do, I guess. And right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so stupid, but I don't know, it was fun. Yeah. That's cool. What about you, Maya? Photography process is just it's a lot. not really existent. Not really. <clears throat> um I like won't really do anything for a while and then I'll just be like 
gotta just gotta do it now and I'll just go out and I'll just buy. I like I really really like crops, but oh We were interrupted for a second there, but we're back. We're back. Um Hi. I was talking about gay crops. I don't know. Um <laughs> I don't know what was happening. Don't know what we were talking before about we before. Left. Um I think I was talking about how for photography wait, we're talking about process, right? Mm-hmm. Process I don't really have process. I'll like get an idea pop into my head and then I'll be like Oh, I'm really reliant on props. Oh, Not gay props. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god. My brain, I think that's the most it's worked in a very long time. Jesus. Um, um, yeah, I'm really reliant on props, or I was at least last year for mm-hmm. a lot of my photography, and even like a little bit. We did a fashion course, and I got really into silver props streamers and mm-hmm. back background colors, but I don't know. I feel like yeah, last year there was also another series that I did where I was like, I'm going to set up a pink background. It's going to be sparkling. I'm going to, like, throw flowers and glitter everywhere. I'm going to, like, make it, like, super, like, youth, blah, eh. And I was like, great, cool. So, like, I'll get an idea and I'll just go and buy a lot of stuff and then I'll shove it in, like, the little cupboard under the stairs when I'm not using it anymore and then when the next idea pops into my head I'll go and I'll buy the exact same amount of stuff and forget that that's all there Mm -hmm. but um I don't really do a whole lot for photography Mm -hmm. I kind of just get an idea I'm just like great what do I have to do to achieve it and I'll be like do I have to go to this location great do I need someone to help me I'll be like hey so and so I need you to like help me take the photo but otherwise I just I don't really focus on that as much as like my music creative process is probably like a bit more like intense. intense. I'll like write a song and then I'll like play through it a couple of times and be like, oh, it's good enough. I'll record it. So then I'll drag out my laptop and I used to record on acoustic, but then I hate my acoustic guitar now. So I record on my um, my electric guitar, my fake Les Paul, and. I have an interface, but I don't know how to use it yet, so if someone can help me with that, <laughs> greatly appreciated. So I kind of just record through my Mac's um, microphone, and I will just put it on a little seat, and I'll put my guitar, and I'll plug it into an amp, and I'll put the laptop near the amplifier, and I'll just, like, hit record as I try and scroll as well as, like, <laughs> strum, like, through some lyrics. Pretty lo-fi. Pretty, it's very, very lo-fi. That's pretty cool, too. Um like that. That's, like, for my own personal stuff, but sometimes I work with a producer on his music and his creative process is kind of similar to mine, but he has all the equipment. But it was interesting, I think, working with someone else to achieve their vision is really, it's really different from trying to just please yourself because you have to please someone else. Oh, my God. What? The guy outside of this room, sorry. Yeah. Like, he has, like, a really big two liter bottle of just straight up orange juice <laughs> he took a huge swig and now he's trying to put it back in his bag and i got distracted because i was like is it like a whole cotton or like no like a like a oh bottle my you have to, it's a two handle what yeah he's having he really a, loves he's, orange juice. he's like Damn. Having, he's making the best of his study time sorry <laughs> <laughs> i haven't had orange juice in so long that's insane. I had it this morning. Oh, with some ice cubes. You know? I love a nutritious breakfast. Yeah. But yeah, working with someone else is weird. 
It's really, really it weird. Is, yeah. I have a couple of co-writes with him, and I think that album is coming out soon, and Ooh. it's – hopefully it's it's big. It should mm. be. It's really, really – it's kind of like Beck, Arctic – no, not Arctic Monkeys, Gorillas, different Ooh. primate. <laughs> it's, and a little bit Tame Impala. It's, it's really, really weird 80s, not even 80s club music. It's – I don't know how to describe cool. it, but he'll be like – He'll, like, send me, like, a link to a song. He'll be like, okay, write some lyrics over top of that. And I'll be like, wait, what's your concept for this? Because everything has a concept with him. Like, he wrote a song about um, animal poaching. And he was like, write some lyrics to this. And I was like, oh, word. What? And, I, and he didn't give me the concept beforehand, so I just wrote a whole bunch of just random ass lyrics. And he's just like, actually, this song's now about animal poaching. And I break up a whole bunch of styrofoam next to a microphone to represent the animal bones breaking. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is going to sound like a fucking nightmare, but like, <laughs> um, I love it. Let's, let's write a song about animal poaching. That reminds, that reminds me of like when Morrissey released Meat is Murder. Yeah. And it was like just screaming cows. And, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's so kind of like that kind of, it's pretty depressing. Yeah. I mean, I'm into it. Very yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the Smiths. Me too. I love them so much. Working with other people is like it's complicated, you know. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it can be really good because oh yeah, like, I I, I couldn't think yeah. of some things by myself. I know how this is with you sometimes, <laughs> especially like with people that you don't like. <laughs> and I don't like a lot of people, so it's really. I know, I can, it, it stresses me out seeing you stressed. Thank you. <laughs> I love that sympathy pain. <laughs> like, sometimes I couldn't think of things by myself, so I appreciate, like, other people being there. And, like, some people have such wildly different perspectives on mm. things. It's really, like, refreshing. And, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, we can totally make something cool out of this. Like, when we had our first group project that we did, yeah. like, we all sort of meshed really well for the project. And, like, it turned out really well, and I was really proud of that one. But, like, mm. other times, it's just so grating to have other people there. Because mm. sometimes the perspectives are, like, way too different, and it won't come together cohesively. Mm. And then, like, actual people's mm. personalities get involved, and it's messy. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's like, a struggle. I, I think it just depends on who you're working with, because I think there are always going to be people that you're able to be more vulnerable with, and the creative process is pretty... It's pretty vulnerable, or at least, sure. like, yeah, it's just, is he drinking more orange juice? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes! Oh, my God. I feel like we all looked at the same time. New drinking game. When you listen to this podcast, um, take a shot every time we see that guy. Take a <laughs> shot of orange juice. <laughs> I'm like, take a just, shot of orange juice. Why doesn't he just leave it on the table? Like, he's going to keep know. going back What is he trying it? to He probably hide. thinks that you aren't allowed food in here. Oh, honey. I don't should be just go and eat some red lentil dal by the window <laughs> and just feel like I support Make you. Sure, and yeah, yeah. Do you find it like? Um, do you find it easier or harder working with other people? I mean, more often than not, harder. But it also depends, like, who you're working with. Yeah. Like, I know when I work with you, it's really easy mm. because we're sort of the same and we can like really easily make decisions. Yeah. Because we're like both ready to sacrifice for the others' like mm. ideas and whatever. But um, I feel like that's why a lot of artists, like, have, like, a partner or, like, a muse that they can constantly go mm -hmm. to because it's just, like, easier mm -hmm. and, like, they know that the work is going to be good. Yeah. So I feel like you're my muse and you're my partner. Like, honestly, oh, that's, yeah. like, actually how I feel. Yeah. What is this revelation? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've always seen you as her muse. I, I, yeah, because uh, you're, like, 
in like most of my projects so mm. far anyways True. and like it works can't deny that mm. and, <laughs> like yeah and so like I totally understand That's why so people sweet. go back to the same yeah, yeah, people yeah. to work with it just like makes sense like Andy Warhol and Edie Sedgwick yeah and, and like, then he abandoned her <laughs> so don't do that to me and then like Patty Smith and Rob Mablethorpe and then they both got messed up <laughs> yeah but yeah what about you do you like working with other people if I can just say the weirdest, just weirdest shit around someone, then we're probably going to get along great. Mm-hmm. And I think the good thing about, like, it depends on like, who you work with. Like, I can work with you, like, really, really well because I can just say an idea and even if the idea isn't that great, it'll be like, yeah, it's not that great and I won't, like, feel, <laughs> I won't feel, like, sad about it. I'll be like, yeah, exactly. It's a shitty idea. Like, thanks for calling me out of my <laughs> bullshit. But, like, there are also, like, other people that I know that we've worked with in the past where I'll, like, be so scared to, like, say an idea. But I've never, like, felt, like, scared around you, especially, mm-hmm. like, bringing up ideas or saying, like, we should do this differently because I've never felt like your ego is going to be, like, shattered if I say, like, yeah, honey. Mm-hmm. No, honey. because I'm probably oh thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably like, yeah, it's really shit. Thanks. <laughs> but it's oh it's God. just it's nice it's nice to work with people who um, I think especially with muses, it can it can be different. I work with a couple of um, girls, and I kind of just rotate based on like their schedules because. Normally, I'll use my sister if I can, but she's doing HSC at the moment, so mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to be able to use her a lot as a model this year. But then also, like, I have to perform as part of her music HSC, so maybe I will. <laughs> she owes you one. Um, but even, like, during textiles, like, during year 12, she was the one that I made a gigantic ball gown for. Ooh. And then, yeah, it changed colour as well. <gasps> what? Right? I know. Like, what? Yeah, sometimes I do textiles as well, but only when I'm motivated. Year 12 textiles oh. just it took the life out of my walking <laughs> board. Made me want to die so much. But it got done, and I made that dress for her to wear. So she's never going to wear it, though, because it's a costume, and she's Why too cool. Why are you formal? Nah, okay, she's not going to wear it formal. She wants a red dress, and I'm too lazy to make, make that make it change to red <laughs> make, yeah make it red you don't make it change okay, so this dress that I made it was um I watched Maleficent and I loved that all the costumes were historically historically accurate but I was just like I wanted the, the dress to change color at the end and it didn't so I made like you know the ball gown in Cinderella mm-hmm. I made that but I made it dark blue and I had like eight layers of bright pink fabric underneath the blue skirt so that way when she spun the dark blue fabric was actually like really transparent but I just like made it like super like I don't know sewing terms anymore I just sewed it so there were lots of little pleats mm-hmm. um so in that way when she spun around that would become pretty transparent you could see the pink underneath that's so ah! cool so holy shit that whole process made me just want to die don't want to talk about it because it'll just bring back so many bad memories sounds amazing though it 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 was amazing you have to use that for something like you you can't just keep it like i don't like the corset because i oh my god that it was probably the quickest thing for me to make but trying to find the material for that was a nightmare and because i i rushed it and because my sister's she's just so tiny there wasn't a pattern that would fit her. 
So it's too big on her, but the skirt fits beautifully. I made my own steel hooped petticoat, and then I did a ruffled petticoat over the top of that, and then there's the eight-layer skirt that goes over the top of that. So where is it now? It's in my mum and dad's um, (laughs) wardrobe, taking up a lot of space. Oh, no, maybe the skirt. The skirt is in my wardrobe right at the top because we had to build an extra little thing to fit that in. But it, oh my God. Yeah, I will use the skirt again probably, but I'm never going to look at that corset ever again. <laughs> I'm just like, can't do it. But like Sidoni is someone that I always come back to. She was on the Dreams podcast last mm-hmm. week. But then she's my sister, so I've always felt like super comfortable around her. But then also I gravitate towards um, my dear friend, Ali, um, who I've known since we were like seven. She's just so stunning and just so beautiful. And also she says weirder shit than I do most of the time. <laughs> so she'll like say something weird. I'll be like, yeah, great. I love you. But can you please stand up against that wall and look over your shoulder for me? Like oh I want to get a moment. And I never like, I'm never afraid in front of her and her sister as well is like really, really cool. And like, she used to be a model. So she knows she's right. like, she's like, both of those sisters are far too aware that they're so beautiful and it's just like, <laughs> oh, not fair, not fair at all. But then also I turn to my friend Charlotte and also Amy as well and they're both stunning. But I think because I, I grew up with Amy like as well, that she was my sister's best friend growing up. So like she was always over. And then Charlotte, I'm not afraid to like be myself or be like, like tell her what to do because she's also super creative and so I think it's it's good all the people that I work with it's very give and take Mm -hmm. and it's a really respectful relationship as well I think I love that do you ever do collabs with anyone yeah how do you feel (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I have I've done um how many have we done together two together so far I think it's three now. Because remember I did those portraits in my sister's backyard? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was, yeah, like, yeah. the beginning. Um, so I've worked with Josephine three times, and it's always very easy with Josephine. I don't know. She always um, – she gives me a lot of creative power when it comes to um, working together because, I don't know, um, like, I trust Josephine, so I never really feel, like, uncomfortable with, like, like whatever she wants me to do, I'll do. And she gives me a lot of – creative freedom but like also that's stresses me out because like I don't know what to do half the time and I'm like directing people I'm like you need to like you need to crack the whip like yeah you do I'm see this is your intervention now I know like why is everyone turning on me (laughs) (laughs) no but um working with people I love it like it's it's really great because like um being able to interact and learn from other artists and see how like they work and um it's it's really I don't know I'm like I I'm like I love learning I'm always learning like I love um watching other people work and um see how they go about their own um process like um recently I did a shoot with um my friend Seema, who's painting me at the moment, and I saw um, her progress on that. Yeah, with um, Kate, who photographed um, me, and like it was at my house in my room, so it was very intimate. And like I had never hung out with them before, but I had mm-hmm. like I, I knew Seema through like social media, and I had I met her at um, 
Mirror Mirror Ball, which was um, a queer event for drag. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, she, she told me at the time, like, oh, I'd love to paint you. And I was, like, really, really flattered because I was, like, my first time in drag. Mm-hmm. And then um, I didn't think it would, like, actually happen. I was, like, oh, it was cute, like, a, you know, interaction, whatever. And then, like, this year she actually contacted me asking to um, paint me. And then it was for this competition. And, yeah. That's so, so that was great. And, like, um, I don't know, it's, it was fun because, like, um, I got to paint in front of them and I didn't know that it could be so interesting because, like, I love watching people paint, but I feel like the way that I paint is, like, really, really boring because, like, I'm so <laughs> finicky about every single little thing and, I like, I just want everything to be perfect, but I know that's, like, you really can't achieve that, mm. especially if you have, like, one solid thing in your head. Yeah. But um, it was really fun. And, yeah, you know? Yeah. It was great. Like, we shot a bit in my backyard and then... That's cool. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And I've seen, like, her, like, progress on, like, her Instagram story. And it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's incredible. She's an oil painter. And I'm, like, I could never work with oils. Like, I I come from, like an art background and I I wanted to go into fine arts but like you know that didn't happen because (laughs) like being able to see her actually work with oil paints I was like holy shit because like I'm I I like very hands-on I do like ceramics and stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah I just I just love learning from other artists and being able to watch them so for sure that's so cool what's next Difficulties. Oh, yeah, we love talking about difficulties. Uh, oh. Struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, you want to go first? Oh, man. Um, just having creative blocks. Oh, fuck especially yeah. with Especially with um, songwriting. I think songwriting for me definitely is a form of procrastination. Mm-hmm. So instead of like studying for the HSC I will I wrote like 20 songs like when I was at home and I would be sitting there and I would have like done like a couple of hours of studying and I was like I know I have to do more but I just can't be bothered so I'd write like five songs in like half an hour and then I'd be like do I really have to like do more but (laughs) all those songs were pretty shit um when I actually want to write a song, it'll turn out to be really, really bad. And majority of the time, I'm just, like, I can't think of what I want to write about. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say it's easier to write um, sad songs when you're happy. And I think that's definitely true because a lot of what I do is, like, yeah, it's reflection and it's memory. But especially, like... A couple of my songs I talk about, like, a particular relationship that I was in or relationships that I've had with people. And um, I'm never actually able to write about people when I know them. Like, mm-hmm. I can't – I just can't do it. And I released that song, like, Gal Pals, earlier this year. And it was, like, about, like, my best friend that I used to play up with. And it's just, like, I haven't seen her in years. But I know she listened to the song because she messaged me about it. She was like, no, she's like, oh, wow, I love that song that you wrote. It's so beautiful. And I just really want to say, yeah, that was about you. Hope you and your boyfriend are having a great time. Um, But I didn't. (laughs) Pull her out. But um, 
<laughs> I don't know, like, again, like, I was dating someone last year and I didn't write any songs about our relationship and I found it really, really hard to write songs when I was... Like, in it. When I was in it. Right. Um, I just found myself making up, like, dream girls or, like, I'd just write about, like, my childhood. I couldn't write about her. And now... I haven't even written, like, a song about the relationship, but I have written songs about her since then and kind mm-hmm. of what what has happened um, with her and with some other people that's been going on. And I think it's it's kind of difficult because I don't want to be a Taylor Swift. I, like, really <laughs> don't want to be a Taylor Swift, but also it is so fucking fun to be a Taylor Swift sometimes. Right. It's so nice to just write a fuck you song. Um And just know that, yeah, all these people are going to hear it and a whole bunch of people are going to know exactly what I am talking about or what I'm singing about. But at the same time, it is so hard to then go and release that music. I wrote a song last week about a boy that I used to know and we had a very complicated friendship where he knew that I was queer, but um, he was trying to get me to date him anyway and it was just yeah right it was it was really really gross and there are a couple of like a couple of times where I was just like no we aren't gonna have a friendship anymore can't do it and I kept giving him different chances and when I was going through that couldn't write a song about it because I still knew him um don't talk to him anymore so I threw his name into a song the other day that I wrote about him and I'm probably gonna release it soon but it's so hard to just like, you know, are you okay? It's the orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> it was just in the corner of my eye and I was like, oh, eye contact. Oh, I thought you were gonna me. I thought you were gonna start crying. And I was like, sure, it's okay. Really I don't hard. speak to him anymore. Oh my god. I'm just getting really emotional. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 just so hard. It's so hard to write about people that you know because that's all I want to write about is what's happened because I know mm. that there are going to be other people that can relate to that. There are going to be other girls out there who have had creepy guys try and, like, you know, but also, like, why shouldn't I be able to, like, make the music that I want to make without exactly. fear mm-hmm. of rejection? And I think that fear of people then messaging me and being like, is this song about me? Like, I'm it's that's terrifying mm-hmm. but but you can't stop it from happening but i can't exactly. stop it from happening i was like the only other difficulties i have with creative process of time money the usual yeah. just the use how i can't eat cheese because i feel like my songs were so much better when i was able to eat cheese oh well uh, you can have lactose free it's cheese. not as good is it <laughs> it's not the same it's not it's the right. same no what about what about you what was the question? <laughs> what difficulties? <laughs> oh, um, literally, like, art blog. And, like, um, as someone who is, like, mentally ill and has, like, yeah. an anxiety disorder and, like, Shut depression, up. you know? Um, <laughs> it's, it's oh, like, no. it's easy to find yourself in creative ruts and mm-hmm. they can be hard to crawl out of a lot of the time because it sucks so much energy out of you. Yeah, and, opinion. um... Even, like, especially creatively, actually. And, ugh, it's it really stops you from doing the things that you want to do because it just feels like a constant, like, just a wall in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like, just, and you can't do anything. Like, there, there, like, there are literally days where I find myself, like, 
in bed for the entire day besides like having to go pee and like maybe eat and then even then I won't like eat a proper meal it's like little things like in the day um but yeah um with that it's like being able to overcome that is it's different for everyone but for me personally it's um it's something I really have to force myself out of because I know it's not something that is um you know good obviously because it's it's just not great so I I really have to pick myself up sometimes and because I'm so um I internalize so much and like I'm very introverted so a lot of the things that I do is like um it's very much having to do by myself because I don't know like even now like as like a young adult I'm like still uncomfortable seeking help so it it can be weird but like being able to recognize that and then um pull yourself out of it is always like good like treat yourself you know (laughs) like I don't know sometimes like if I know I'm sad I'm like all right I'm gonna get up and like if I have plans with someone that I don't really want to like go through with but like I'll just force myself out of the house anyway because like sometimes you just need the fresh air sometimes like Mm -hmm. you need to eat a meal that's not at home and like just treat yourself like um have something that you want to eat what do you crave like buy yourself char time like I did (laughs) like I literally like one day I was like so upset and like so anxious that I was like you know what I'm gonna buy myself two char times I'm gonna have one on the train home and then I'm gonna have one at home and wow yeah that's what I did and then I was like yeah I was like yeah just like force yourself out of it if you can and like you know you can because you're better than what you're like containing yourself Mm -hmm. in and you know that you know? I feel that. Yeah. You know, when you're, like, in the worst rut ever and, like, on the one hand, you're like, I could lie here forever. Yeah. Oh, nothing's I was like, stopping me. Yeah, like, I was like, I could die here. But then there's, like, another party that's, like, pathetic. <laughs> Get up. Yeah. Get up. I'm but like, then... you're a fucking loser. <laughs> you <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking loser. <laughs> Get the fuck voice up. voice is like, Jesus Christ, what yeah. have you come? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Mostly, like, the difficulties I face is just, like, myself. Just being, mm-hmm. like, my worst enemy. Absolutely. Because, like, especially with the stuff I make, like, I'm so personally invested for no reason. Oh, my God. And I get really, like, anxious and also, like, really intense about everything. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I'm criticized, which is really bad, I, like, don't take it very well. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> That's, like, the opposite for me. I'm, like, I always want feedback, but then at the same time I'm, like, I'm scared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I want feedback, and when I get it, I'm like, I didn't really want it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I didn't ask for this. <laughs> yeah. Why are you telling me? Literally, in, like, review classes, I'm like, I didn't want the advice, but thanks. <laughs> and then I'll sit back down. <laughs> it's so bad. Ah! Oh but my also, God. it's like, um, like, when I'm trying to think of ideas or something, and I can't think of one, it, like, personally affects me. I'm just like this is why you're not creative, this is why you're terrible, Mm. you should just drop out, (laughs) like, an actual thought process that I've had, like, maybe every few weeks. Yes, that's me, every few weeks. It's terrible. I mean, like, I think 
one I think yeah I have the same kind of thoughts that you do mm-hmm. um I think we're both pretty good at vocalizing them to each other but <laughs> yeah. I know when you start talking like negatively about yourself I'm just like shut the fuck up Josephine and then I'm oh like God. that really as well but then sometimes there are those days where I'm just like damn I suck and you're just like yeah me too and I'm just like <laughs> and yeah I'm just feeling terrible <laughs> I feel that way sometimes when I talk to Josephine I'm like I'm like I'm depressed and like I want to yeah. vent about it and then she's like yeah me too <laughs> I totally understand because it's um it really sucks so much energy out of you and yeah. it sucks it fucking sucks mm, yeah. I hate it so much I was having like a really good conversation with my mum the other day in our kitchen she was making dinner and I was like pretending to help um and we were talking about like I had a couple of wines it was fun um and I was talking about um writing songs because we have like, a gig coming up and I often um will I'll open for my parents band Mm-hmm. which again is like another difficulty in itself because like you're writing songs about your love life and your parents like 10 feet away with all their friends <laughs> listening oh and I'm just like um disclaimer just pretend it's a cover just, yeah exactly I'm just like I just don't say what song I'm doing but she um you know she's like struggled a lot with like mental health as well I think mm-hmm. everyone in my family has like I've had depression for a very long time anxiety for a super long time but I think Forcing, yeah, again, like, forcing to put yourself out there is, like, really, really good because mm-hmm. otherwise I'm never going to release music. I'm never going to try and make myself be better. But she was um, she was saying how we were talking about a couple of my friends that I had in the past and about how those relationships were really toxic, but I could use that to make good art. And I remember reading a quote, and it was something along the lines of, like, it's okay to allow your depression and your anxiety to inform your art but don't let it inform your life and Mm. I think that's something that I really really struggle with because I've lived with mental illness for so long Mm. it is so hard to separate the two but I think I'm becoming better at only allowing myself to feel really super depressed when I need to write a sad song like it's always there but I'll allow myself to like tap back into the times where it was really hard and it's always going to be easier some days than others but Sometimes I really just wish for the sweet embrace of death. But, um, <laughs> then other times I'll just be like, hey, remember that time when you were wishing for the sweet embrace of death? I'll write a song about that and I'll be like, great. Oh, this one is called the sweet embrace of death. But it's like, you know, it's just like, I think for me, yeah, one of the struggles is choosing how much I allow that side of my life to yeah it's like how how much do I let it inform my practice Mm -hmm. is a big struggle as well that's true yeah that's so true yeah I find it hard with like forcing myself to do anything because a lot of the time I'm like nothing's forcing me right now I could just do nothing and I feel like that's where like I'm kind of grateful that uni exists because I'm like I'm given deadlines and it's like (laughs) this is like you have to adhere to this yeah you know exactly or like if I don't get it done I die yeah, I need and structure so I'm like, in my life. <laughs> gotta get it done. <laughs> oh my God. I know, like, structure is a good thing for me to have because I yeah. can't give it to myself. Yeah, like, that's what I'm recognizing now because, like, I had a huge, like, talk with my uncle mm-hmm. and he was like, you need structure. And I was like, bitch, I know. <laughs> like, I know. Do you, like, do you not see me struggling? Like, I'm fucking crying at this 12-year-old's party. And he, like, we went for a walk around the block at, like, midnight. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you need structure. Because, like, I see, like, I know what you want to do, but, like, 
you need to pursue it. Like, you need to do the work. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> it's like you got to full ass the whole thing. Yeah, you I have to full ass. Like, I can't half ass everything. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Stop straight, guys. That's a, that's a pretty good segue into like, so like, what are your future? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, Not to give you lots of pressure, but what are you doing for the rest of your life? Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> what the fuck? Um... <laughs> Okay, let's say the next six months. Yeah. Like, what do you want to be doing? I don't fucking know. <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so stupid. I don't know. I just really want to be more confident in myself and my art and being able to go out unapologetically, like, just queer, you know, mm-hmm. like, as a living art form in a way, but, you know, like... That's it, really. I mean, the only goal is, like, um, building myself and learning as much as I can and, you know, just loving with my entire heart because that's so easy to forget sometimes because I get so insecure about, like, relationships and, like, um, my own art. Like, I'm always, like, comparing to other people, but then, um, I don't know, I just have to recognise that, like, I'm enough, mm-hmm. you know, like, <laughs> you know, oh, it's, it's hard, but it's, you know, baby steps, just yeah, love yourself and love the people around you and then you'll be happy. Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not that deep, but like, just literally like, just, just be happy for yourself. Yeah. What about you, Maya? What do you want to be doing? Mm. Um, I mean, I kind of just want to get through these photography assignments we've coming up. <laughs> I just want to get this year done with, I think for photography, the only thing that I really see myself doing at the moment is uni. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a fallback for me. Uh, how, like, how far in debt am I going to be for this fallback? But okay, whatever. <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, I, I mean, I want to be like a musician, actress, but then I also, I think... No. Think about the words that you're going to use, Maya. That, that's the first <laughs> good step. I want to learn how to talk good, number one. Oh, yeah. True. Um, I think I want to I wanna release an EP of some kind. That's kind of what I want to do, but a solo one because I have an album coming out with this guy that's kind of his project and it is going to get airplay. I kind of want to feel like an established musician, when that comes out, mm-hmm. but also I'm lazy and whatever I release is probably not going to sound as good as that album. But then I can be like, it's the lo-fi sound, man. Like, yeah, you don't get it. It's I'm an artistic choice. It's, it's my choice. I love my MacBook. I love recording on it. Like, you know, but <laughs> otherwise I just, otherwise I really want to be a musician. I think I forget how badly I want it. And then I'll go and see a band play and be like, Whoa, oh my God. I want to be you. Yes. I saw Phoenix um, at oh Sydney City Limits, and they've been my favorite band since I was about nine, and they released Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix. My dad would play that exclusively on the way to netball practice, and I was obsessed with them, and I was like, I want to be in a band like Phoenix. I want to be Phoenix. I just want to be them so badly. But then also I started listening to Sufjan Stevens and I was like, I want to be Sufjan Stevens. I want to live in the woods. <laughs> I want to like, I want to build a nest and I want to fall asleep in it. God damn it. I want to 
write about my parents dying and I want to write about they aren't going to die, but like I can imagine it. Yeah. I want to write about <laughs> it's a like, concept. Like I want to write about like, you know, I want to write Carrie and Lowell, but I want to write it from my perspective, listening to Carrie and Lowell. Like I don't want to, I just want to be a musician so badly. Like every little part of me is just like, just do it. Just like fucking put yourself out mm-hmm. there. Stop being a pussy about it. But at the yeah. same time, I'm just like, but it's hurt so much. But when I saw Phoenix, the guitarist was right in front of me. He was just like, we were making eye contact. And I was like, you looking at me? And he was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh okay. God. I've been obsessed with you for like 11 years. But like, that's fine. Whatever. Go off. And then, Go off. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to be you so badly. Not specifically you, but I want to have your job. And I want to like hang out on weekends. And you can tell me where all the good bars in Paris are. But I want to be in a band with my sister. I think there's no way that I'm going to do whatever I'm meant to do without her. She's just an amazing bass player, and she doesn't realize that she is, but she is. And certainly, I hope you're tearing up right now and listening to this, but whatever. Um, I know that she really, really wants to be a musician as well. Um, and I think the next thing is just us going about just making it. We're very fortunate that our parents kind of paved a bit of the way in the music industry, and we have a whole lot of their connections. And I am super fortunate that I did grow up in a household where it was okay for me to, like, be queer and to write about queer stuff and I'm not scared to release that kind of music anymore. And also I think, like, yeah, Tegan and Sarah, man. Yeah. Only sideline for a second. Yes. Because that's really strange to me. Like, not strange, but it's like, seems unfathomable in my head because you, like, have parents who are creative and, like, are, like, okay with you being queer. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, both of us are, like, not that <laughs> yeah when, it's not exactly yeah. yeah yeah and like even meeting people in our course I'm like what's it like to come from a creative family I can't relate mm-hmm. in the slightest it's, it's really it's difficult for its own reasons I think because both my parents really really wanted to be musicians and they wanted to have the same dreams that my sister and I did but obviously didn't really work out the way that they were planning for themselves, but also, like, at least I'm here, guys. (laughs) Um, You're pretty lucky. But um, I think it puts a lot of pressure on me to now make something of myself. Mm -hmm. They pushed me to have a fallback, and I'm, like, really glad that they did because I wouldn't have met you. (laughs) But also... I don't know. My mom wanted to be um, a musician. My dad wanted to be a musician. They both still are musicians, but it's just not the way that they wanted it to be. My parents didn't want me to go into the industry um, at all. I wanted to go to performing arts. I wanted to be a singer growing up, but my mom was very kind of against it to begin with. Um, But I had to do, like, I was doing music as, like, part of year nine, year ten, like, you know, the electives in Mm -hmm. high school. And there was this one assessment task we did, and it was, like, music and technology. And a lot of the other singers were just going to use backing tracks as their example of, this is how you can use technology when you're doing music. And I was like, no, not good enough. I'm not doing that for myself. I'm going to record my own backing track a cappella, and I'm going to loop all my vocals. Mom, do you know a guy that can help me do that? And she was like, oh, yeah, let's go to... um, my friend's studio and we're just going to record your backing track and then you can sing over the top and I was like great cool so they kind of just set me up and I just started looping my vocals and I made a backing track in like a couple of hours and my mom was like oh okay you can actually do this you can you can do it and she was fine with it after that 
but they they never they never said that I couldn't do it mm-hmm. they were just scared for me and I think they probably still are scared for me but I am yeah I'm super fortunate that they're allowing me to like open shows for them and they don't mind if like I'm gay and I can write songs about it and it's just like I'm very very lucky that I have them even if I don't always show it. I love you, Mum and Dad. No. You, you guys are pretty cool folks. But yeah. I think it's cool that, like, we just all kind of ended up in the same place anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Coming from such different backgrounds. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, See, Maya gets it. Yeah. Definitely. Sorry, I'm, can't, I can't hear I'm uh, so off today. I'm sorry. Like, if this podcast didn't make any sense, because I feel like I was just sense. very no. It made sense. Oh, Trust. Sorry. I just feel very nonsensical. I feel like I could have mm. said more, but I'm just not. I mean, you're always gonna think that we think that when we yeah, make yeah. our episodes. Yeah. It's it's fine. Really We've probably been talking for a really long time. I know that's but fine. This episode's interesting. Yeah, it's super off. interesting. <laughs> um, what about you? What What do you want to? I do? don't know. <laughs> I think you kind of do know. We were having Listen, a bit of a, a DM and a D. What is it called? DM with my sister via FaceTime. Oh my god! <laughs> Except- yeah, because like I had a uh, what's the word? An epiphany. You do. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like like you seeing Phoenix. Basically, I listened to um, the A twenty four podcast and Barry Jenkins and Greta Gerwig were talking about yeah. their films, Greta. and I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to make films. <laughs> Like, that was the original plan, and then, like, I changed to photography because it's, like, again, it was kind of, like, a fallback. I was, like, if film is too specific, then photography can at least expand into, like, yeah. editorial, print, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were talking about making their films, and I was, like, oh, shit, that sounds so good. And I was, like, super, like, energized and, like, creatively inspired. I was, like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it. So the plan is for this year at least. I'm gonna give myself a year or like yeah. Yeah. nine months. It's a good time span. It's that's March. a baby. It's a baby. Yeah. My my baby film to yeah to make something basically mm-hmm. this year. Um, super low confidence at the moment, but you know what? I'm here for it. I have, I have like this weird juxtaposition of like wanting to make something really amazing and like sort of knowing that I can do it if I really tried, but also like. Like, I want to make something super high quality and super, like, awesome, but I know it's, like, my first film, so I know mm-hmm. it's going to be terrible. Or I'm going to think it's terrible in, like, six months after you I finish it. You don't know that, though. Yeah. You don't. You don't. But, like, I'm, like, ready for it to be awesome, but I'm ready for it to be terrible as well. So, like, hit me up if you want to make something terrible. <laughs> I can't do it by myself. <laughs> just go for it, really. Yeah. yeah. And, like, just pushing myself to do whatever I can, like just making shit you know that's exactly. just the plan like making this podcast was like on a whim i literally messaged you and i was like you want to do it and you're like yeah and i was like yeah why not let's do yeah. it on and yours. that's worked out so far yeah <laughs> it's really great i love it thanks I'm, I'm really glad that we we did this too i know same it's like really fun to make would recommend making a podcast guys yeah you yeah. guys inspired my friend chanel to really watch. yeah she was like oh yeah i saw your friend's um podcast and i listened to it and then um me and my friend clara want to do a podcast now. that's so cute so i was like i love chanel's films as well i always watch oh them. chanel's amazing but like i'm in them so like disgusting <laughs> you know 
Um, I wanted to go into filmmaking too, but that's a very long gone dead dream. But I'm very much <laughs> an, like an admirer of films from afar. I mean, I make films for myself yeah. now, which is great and like no pressure. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very much a personal project. But um, besides that, it's like I would never go into it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's fine. It's not for everyone, but yeah, I still love it though. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, and I'm proud of you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm proud of both of you. I'm gonna cry. Love <laughs> you. It's really funny because like periodic, like I told my mom, like I knew for a long time I wanted to do film, and then when I chose photography, my mom was like, "What are you doing?" Okay. And like periodic, <laughs> and periodically, my mom will just be like. So what about film? When's that film class starting? And I was like, listen. Oh, <laughs> listen. <mom's laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm like, God. don't pressure me or it won't happen. I go at my own pace. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've, I've had trouble with, like, pacing as well recently. Like, I feel like I should have brought this up, like, earlier. But, like. That's fine. Um, I'm, like, a big believer in, like, going at your own pace mm-hmm. and, like, just taking your time. But, like, also recognizing when you're being stagnant and like just not pushing yourself yeah there's when a you difference. know you can do yeah exactly yeah it's like there's a difference between going at your own pace and like just like letting yourself get stuck mm-hmm. in the rut and it's exactly. like you gotta know the difference and do something mm-hmm. about yeah. it basically that's me right now i'm like really trying to kick my own ass <laughs> i feel like i'm being mean to myself i'm like do it and then the other half is like oh my god wait <laughs> <laughs> oh my god stop oh my god stop you're like, pressuring me but yeah i feel that yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and that's the podcast. <laughs> oh, I was tripped on film. It's fine. Oh my god, thanks for being here. Yes. Oh, thank, thank you, you so for much. having me. <laughs> <laughs> we love having guests. We've had three so far. We've had three. Guest. Oh, cool. How exciting. And third time's a charm. <laughs> my sister, she was so weird on <laughs> She just came in halfway through. That's fine. <laughs> it wasn't a planned. It wasn't really a planned guest, but oh, I did clarify. Planned guest. Yeah. Oh, work, work. I didn't clarify that Sidoni was your sister on the podcast, which oh yeah, Sidoni should have done. Sister. I mean, That's an amazing. We live name. together. Also. You say it's an amazing name. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. I call her Doni because I couldn't say. It's a good drag name. Right. I'm here for it. Oh, also, if anyone wants to give me a good band name, I can't think of any. Cause do you like a name generator on Google? Yeah, do oh shit. Nothing good. Dish. <laughs> Nothing Dude. good. And like with a generator like that, I feel like people would have taken right. Yeah. yeah, we keep coming up with really good band names, and then I'll Google them. I'll be like, it's gone. someone else come up with it. That's another part of the creative process. If someone wants to, you know, put their creative process into practice and come mm. up with a band name for me, totally appreciate that. And also originality is dead, so don't yeah. let that get so you true. down. I'll give you credit, like, maybe, please. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, yeah, thank thanks for, for being having you. me. Ooh. I guess that's the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, that's it. Thanks, thanks for listening. Oh, also, um, a quick shout out to Maya Killick because she's our number one fan. <laughs> yes, I love you, Maya. Other Maya. Other Maya. <laughs> cool. So cute. Okay, bye. That's all. Bye. bye. Get out of my house.